You're listening to the Apple Insider Podcast. Well, I'm very excited today to have two special guests with us. Georgia Dow from iMore.com. Georgia, thanks so much for joining us this week. Thank you so much for having me. And Jim Young is also here. He's the principal UX designer at Dell. And Jim, thanks for joining us too. Hey, it's good to be here. Thanks for inviting me, Stephen. Awesome. I thought it'd be interesting to the two of you, because George, I know, I think on the last iMore show, you were very positive on the Apple Watch. I know mm-hmm. you said you're loving it. <laughs> so I want to get that perspective. And Jim, being a UX designer, it would be interesting to get your perspective too. But before we get into that, very important that we d- discuss, at least shortly, the uh, Avengers Age of Ultron movie. I know both of you saw it. And uh, I'm, I'm not... A, you know, I didn't read a lot of comic books, uh, you know, like when I was a kid or now, but I love all the Marvel movies and everything like that. And I just was curious what you guys thought. George, I mean, what did you think, New Avengers movie? So I'm a huge superhero fan. Um, so I was going into it and I'd heard such great reviews from it. I enjoyed it, mm-hmm. but I can't say that I loved it. I think that yeah. there was, the, I think that the pacing was a little bit quick and... Mm-hmm. Um, I also found that sometimes they like they over explain things to you like you don't you shouldn't already understand it. And they it's lost. Movies have lost their subtlety, which sometimes makes me sad. And then there were the way that they treated um, Scarlett Johansson's character, um, Black Widow. I was a little bit disappointed with as a female Um, Mm -hmm. because they they just overplayed a little bit of her sexuality and made her seem a little bit overdone i don't know do you think like there was a couple scenes where they like flash back to almost her origin story which Mm -hmm. we hadn't seen yet i don't think in a marvel movie i mean do you think that was interesting or do you think that was kind of still just weird i i liked i liked hearing about what made her who she is and what gave her such like trust issues with people and like i'm a psychotherapist by day um, and so that, like, that made sense to me that she wouldn't trust people after that. But then it didn't make sense that she would be so overly coming after someone <laughs> all the, like every single movie she's hitting on someone and I'm like, okay, yeah. it's been played up so much. Shouldn't she more be luring people to her, but not actually have any emotional attachment to them. And so I would have liked if they were a little more subtle with that, but I like right. the flashbacks. I thought it was interesting. Yeah. And well, <laughs> for having trust issues to trust the Hulk. You know, and all those, you know, this is going to be spoilers. So if you haven't seen it, you know, maybe you want right, to yeah, fast forward a little bit. Skip, Spoiler alert. Skip ahead. Yeah. Skip. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, those those scenes between her and the Hulk, you know, which are kind of interesting moments, you know. Um, yeah, we, when she opens up and she Hulk whispers, that was yeah. that was amazing. I loved yeah. that. I thought that that was great and it was perfect. Like he has trust issues with himself. She has trust right. issues with others. Um, it made sense kind of that there would be some sort of attraction. So she like takes off her, her glove and she opens up her hand and she yeah. like he puts his hand in hers. I loved that. I thought that that, yeah, was, that was great. Cool. And but but then they, they treated her poorly after. I don't know. Maybe yeah. Spoke I, I, won't, um, I won't say exactly what it is in case anyone is still listening. So it's not spoiler. But the end may be pretty sad between the two of them. I thought that was very poignant. Yes. At the end. So I'll save it if you haven't seen it. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'd, I I agree. I mean, I was thinking about the first Avengers movie compared to this one. And I remember just a lot more fondly, a lot more of the scenes and a lot more of the mm-hmm. development um, of those characters. And I feel like there were more situations where you see the characters challenged uh, with their own abilities. I think of like when uh, Loki traps Thor 
in the glass cage and they drop him right. out of the ship. Like it's a high stakes moment. It's uh, intense and you're like, uh, I don't know, you see them kind of in their humanity almost in that situation. Or, you know, Captain America had dangling off the side of the, the airship, um, you know, when he's trying to help Iron Man. So, I, oh, I, yeah, yeah, That's I think, great. right. I, feel, I remember like all those scenes very fondly. And I feel like in, in the new one, it was fun to watch. You know, there's a lot of action, obviously, and it's, you know, fun to yeah, see. Yeah, and still but, some great scenes. Right. Mm-hmm. But I feel, I, I saw it uh, with my wife and at the first scene, you know, it's tons of action, all the stuff going on, but it was almost like, uh, obviously it's a lot of CG, but it almost felt like too CG-ish in that first scene, like stuff the opening moving. Scene, you're, you're absolutely right, and that, that bothered me because it was the opening scene. I think that if right. it was later on in the movie, the exact same scene, it wouldn't have bothered me as much. But coming right. in when I could tell that the way that the car bumped was off, the lighting that hit everyone was off, each, you know, animated object that they they used was a little bit off. I was like, ah, oh. Yeah. You know, we remember beginnings and endings mostly, and, right. and they're prominent in our mind. So to begin a movie with such little thought to how much, you know, you know, overproduction and under yeah. look at the quality of realism. And it's yeah. my, my wife leaned over. She was like, I feel like I'm watching a cartoon. And, and that's kind of how I felt. And not that it would be bad as a cartoon, but like you're, it's real live action. So it's weird yeah. to see it in a cartoonish atmosphere. And most of these things you could do without having CGI. Right. You know, like right, exactly. most of like you can't do the Hulk at all. But um, actually, uh, Dave Wiskus, we did a review cast on uh, Avengers just a little while ago. And Dave Wiskus brought up a great idea. Is he had actually thought in the movie that they were going to pull back and it was going to mm-hmm. be a video game that oh. people were playing of the Avengers, huh. which I thought would have been a nice tie in. Oh. It would have been why it looked so CGI. Right. You still would have gotten that cool feature in that scene, which was amazing of all of them jumping out and you see all of them in um, a span in one scene and then yeah. it freezes to begin. I, I thought that, that would have worked out really nicely. Because they did that, they end the first Avengers with like, you know, all the kids getting face paint of the Avengers and the t-shirts. Um, so that could have fit in nicely. Anyway, well, Jim, what did you think? What did you think of it? Wow, it's amazing. You guys are able to, are able to process out all these details. Um, <laughs> I, you, don't have, you don't have to. I, don't have to you know, I liked it. I liked it overall. Um, I'm uh, Georgia, I totally resonate with you as far as, you know, I didn't love it. Um, when I compared this to Avengers, this, Avengers just flowed better. Uh, the mm-hmm. story was more compelling. They took the mm-hmm. time that was necessary to kind of um, develop the tension between characters when there was tension and then yeah. the synergy between them when there was synergy. So I just felt like the flow really was just immaculate. It was just so well done and it just kept me engaged throughout. Whereas this one was just like, let's 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 get everything we can in there. And and, and the story felt like it, 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 there, w- there was a flow to the story, but it, it, just, it just had certain... Um, uh, it just didn't. It just wasn't smooth. Yeah. It just like yeah. it was like on and off. Yeah. It felt a little herky jerky, at, you know, jerky at times. And so, um, all in yeah. all, I, th- I liked it. Uh, and now another thing too that happened to me that may have not happened to you guys is I went on the first night and it was a packed theater and it was a noisy theater. So mm. I have problems like really kind of honing in and enjoying a movie fully. When uh, when there's a lot of kind of background noise and people yeah. are making comments and stuff, with sometimes annoys me, but uh, depending <laughs> on how loud they are. But uh, so I uh, so that may have been part of the reason why I didn't enjoy it more than I did. Uh, but all in all, I did enjoy it, and it was good yeah. to have my son there uh, with me uh, to check it out. He loved it. He absolutely loved it. I mean, right. he you know he you know couldn't get enough of it. I was... How old is your son? Uh, my son is uh, eleven. Right. Right. Yeah. I I think that. 
I think that you're absolutely right, though, about the pacing. There's some scenes that I was like, okay, hurry up. Like, I'm just, <laughs> like, the love yeah. scene between, um, like, uh, Scarlett Joe, um, Black Widow and the Hulk. Right. In the house. When they're yeah. back at the house. I was like, oh, you know, and they're talking. And I'm just, they went on for way too long with that. And then yeah. other scenes were, like, perfectly paced, which was, I loved the scene where they were trying to lift Thor's hammer. And, and that, that was, was just delightful yeah. and it was cute. And they were just yeah, like, what yeah, do superheroes sure. do when they're not right. like being superheroes? And then I was just going to mention too, I loved Vision in this movie. Uh, Did you? Know, you? Introducing a new character. Well, really? I, I liked, uh, I forget who acted it. Um, I liked his personality. I like how he came across. I like how he was the opposite, not the opposite, but comparing to Ultron, that he was like the more human side. He was more in touch of, the writer side of morality and he kind of understood you can't just wipe out humanity to write it, you know, that, I don't know. I, I, I thought it was a, kind of a fun character. And I like the, the, when him and Ultron get in, you know, encounter each other towards the end, but you didn't, you didn't like vision. It was, didn't I, know. I, I am strongly disliked. Vision. Strongly now, disliked. I don't watch the, I don't, I don't read the comic books. So I don't know if that would have changed my feeling of him, mm. but, I he was like here he is he's just born and there he is doing his thing in all red and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that he was. He reminded old, me similar of like Data too. on Star Star Trek, which I I don't like the Next Generation. I don't like Data yeah. either. It's okay. a similar kind of character, and he's all goody good. And I'm like, ah, oh, that's kind of dull to me. <laughs> I did, I mean, you know, you mentioned you mentioned the scene with the hammer. You know, earlier when they were trying to pick it that up, was you know, cute. it was cute. That and was then, cute. you know, Vision hands Thor the hammer right. later, and it's that like was cute. that's a good that, moment. Yeah, that, that was awesome. Great that scene was great. Why they could trust him, right? So that right. could have been hours long of why not to trust him, but that right. you know he must be worthy because he picked up the hammer. I'm like, they're like, okay, well, he's good with me. And right. I'm like, okay, that's that <laughs> is cute. I thought, I, thought I, the... I like that he's he's part Jarvis or like I right. like that. I thought the interaction between but I like Jarvis him, better. I don't know. I did like Jarvis better. I wish he would come back. It, the end. The, I feel like the whole Iron Man, like during the last fight scene without Jarvis, is like missing something. Yeah. It's strange because he's not a person. Like he's not a character, but like just his voice with Tony Stark is like a a dynamic that I watched. You know, I watched the ending of the first Avengers after I saw Ultron. And I was like, oh, it's it's cool to I don't know hear Tony Stark and Jarvis together. Um, but I thought um, the scene with Ultron and Vision at the end. You know, I would. Yeah. You know, how it ends? I thought that was. Yeah. Poignant. You know, it was an yeah, ending. Yeah, that was that was. I I will say yeah. I think I think the ending to the first Avengers was more cathartic, like with Tony Stark and he takes the nuclear missile and you know he he's maybe sacrificing himself. Like I don't know. I feel like the ending yeah. was a little yeah. more a little more um, satisfying maybe mm -hmm. than than mm -hmm. the new one. But I like James Spader, his voice anyway. I as, liked as him. Some from. people feel very. Uh, um, pushed by you know Ultron. I loved the opening scene where you first see Ultron, and he's all a mash of metal that he's tried to oh, kind of yeah. build himself this like body. That is cool, yeah. And I that was really creepy, and I was like, that's that's yeah. creepy, scary. Wow, that was great. <laughs> it was it was very very scary. Uh, well, I hope I don't know. I hope this is not a sign of the third and fourth one because I, I think those are coming out in 2018 or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I hope they return I, again. The first one I think set a high bar. You know, like the death of Agent Coulson and things like that. I think we're yeah, poignant. Yeah, a lot more heartfelt than kind of Absolutely. in the in Absolutely. the newer one. But we'll see.
I just want to well, talk it'll about be, it. It'll so. be even, it'll be more interesting too because I wonder how the dynamics will change when you have you know you have Joss Whedon who's not going to be doing right. any additional Avengers and the I believe the directors that worked on uh, Captain America Winter Soldier are going to take the helm. So right. it'll be interesting how you know how this how the story kind of unfolds, continues and unfolds with them at the helm as directors. It'll be right. interesting to see. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked I liked the directing of I, I don't like Captain America as a character. Um, Captain <laughs> really? As char- no, he's very um, he's very much Superman for me. Yeah, and huh. because Superman is so good. There's there's not I think that the our interesting part of parts of us are the gray areas where we have to make difficult decisions. It's really easy right. for him to make decisions. He's just going to always do you know what is the proper thing to do, which to me is less dynamic as a character. That's why I like. Um, like Batman and Tony Stark better. So, but you, I loved the movie. I thought the movie Captain America was really well done. So, yeah, I do too. Do you think? Can hope. And there wasn't any of that silly toilet humor that was in um, Age of Ultron, which I thought brought it thing. down in caliber a little bit. Like when, um, you know, um, Bruce Banner fell upon Scarlett Johansson's chest, and when oh, they yeah. were like, uh, um, Iron Man said, you know, well, I hope that you know you and Hulk weren't playing hide the zucchini. I'm like, oh, really? Yeah, that's Are true. Are we twelve? Are we yeah. twelve now? And it's <laughs> it's not because my my kids are are six years old and two now, and um, yeah. we've seen the Avengers a number of times. The first one at home, and uh, after my wife and I saw this one, just, we saw it by ourselves. We we're like, I don't know if uh, my they can watch it yet. Like, I don't know if they're old enough because. I don't know. There, there were just some things like I think um, Ultron might be a little scary. There were some times like with the the Scarlet uh, Witch, you know, when she did some kind of mind things and some of those visions. I don't know if uh, if you know younger kids can handle it as much as they could the first one. Right. Mm, but, yeah. I mean, that's just my yeah. that's just my kids and just I, I think the kind of things that that may affect them. But I thought it was interesting. It, it seemed a little more like like you're saying a little more that humor that's kind of off color. And also yeah. there were some more creepier things that I don't think make it as friendly as maybe the first one. Yeah. But anyway, so I have you here because we need to talk about the Apple Watch, of course. And George, I heard your appearance on Twit uh, yesterday, which it was an awesome show. Thank you. Congrats on being on there. That's very cool. I know. I was so excited. (laughs) That is awesome. That is a, uh, I think, a 10 poll or like, you know, goal of of uh, many people but I was surprised I, how... I didn't even see it as a goal I just figured I would never do it so <laughs> <laughs> well well there you go like, what wow. am I doing here yeah <laughs> no it was awesome you did great on it and it was an awesome cast um, I love Odakta on the, on the show he's he's pretty cool I was surprised how down right. Leo was on the watch uh, yeah in general like he just straight uh, does not like it a- at all um, but anyways th- th- there's a couple of specific things that I-, I think are inter- interesting and we've talked about it on the Apple Insider the other episodes and I know you've talked about it on iMore. So anyway, I- so I got the iPhone 6 Plus uh, in the fall. Uh, I wanted the big one. I love it. Uh, it's great. Do you put it in your pocket? Well, here's the thing. <laughs> I did before. I, I carried it in my pocket. Uh, I don't wear skinny jeans, so it's easier for me. <laughs> uh, so but I do I love the battery life. I love the bigger screen. I loved everything about it. I never had any qualms with it. And then when I got the watch, I I told myself even before it came, I was like, I want to try and not have the phone on me or around me as much. And I have a mod from This Is Ground. It's like an iPad all case and all that kind of stuff. And it has an iPhone pocket in it. So I keep it in there as much as I can. And when I'm home, I put my phone in the bedroom and I don't even carry it on me. That's and great. Good yeah, for you. And it's, well, it's... <laughs> 
I mean, sometimes I still get it and check Twitter. So, you know, I'm not perfect. But I, I do it on purpose because... <laughs> oh, that's horrible. You see, we expect perfection here. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Uh, but in doing that, uh, you know, the watch, again, th there's lots of things not great about it. You know, third-party apps and there's some of the things we talk about. But as far as being distraction-free... Uh, I feel like it's helped me. It's helped me uh, not be tied to the phone, been able to keep it, you know, away. And then when I interact with my kids or other, or you know, just at dinner or whatever, like to not have the phone on me has been good. And and now the iPhone six plus, I finally feel like eh, maybe it is kind of big. You know, I never thought that before, <laughs> uh, but now I do. So I'm curious if you guys have experienced that. As far as has it helped minimize being distracted or being dependent on the phone? Okay, well I'll give you from my perspective. So yeah. um, my phone actually is never actually like it's on but it has no beeping buzzing ringing it does nothing right it's it will you know show me notifications when i go to my phone so it's not a huge distraction for me but when i need to use my phone you know having to call someone having to check something it's really nice to because it's in my purse it's hard to find i hate opening it <laughs> and so it's absolutely amazing that you know i got a um alert actually for this podcast and just to remind me, get ready. And I had the alert. The phone is, is the alarm's going off and I could turn it off on my watch. And I'm right, like, right. Oh, I don't have to find yeah. where my phone is and walk to it. And it beeps and you're stressed out. Amazing. Yeah. Plus, I don't lose, miss phone calls because right. my phone makes no noise. So usually I'll miss every single phone call. But it will, um, the Taptic engine will alert me and let me know there's a phone call and I can take a look and do I want to answer it or not. And I love that. That has freed me up to be able to not, it, it saved me time and stress right. throughout the day, which is, I think, just, it, it just relaxed me. So um, you say your phone doesn't alert you to anything. Like, do you mean, like, so nothing, even like VIP alerts or anything like you have nothing. I do not have any period. VIP alerts. I do. It does alert me to alarms. Alarm, That's it. Yeah. So it's all the stuff you set. Like yeah. basically when, whenever someone tries to contact you, Nothing really happens. Nothing really happens. Like it's there, oh. and I'll, I'll when I when I I'm not I don't want to be a slave to my phone. Right. So I want like you know if I'm at a movie I'm at the movie. If I'm having right. dinner I'm having dinner. Mm -hmm. um, and if it's an emergency you know I will get I have notifications on my watch and it'll tell me if there's a phone call and if there's an alarm. That's it. Yeah. It's all I have that will bug me. Were you? And the rest it's just me. And wow. I try to. That's very good. <laughs> Yes. Um, <laughs> as, aspirational, certainly, uh, sure. for myself. But that's really interesting. I'm trying to get over this now. So your phone does nothing. <laughs> now I'm trying to think maybe I should do this. Do you? Did you ever find yourself, I guess when you do check your phone, and you know this is what probably many of us struggle with, those of us who care whether or not we're completely involved in our phones, like when you go to your phone to actually check something, whether it be email or text, you feel like you kind of get sucked down into the whirlpool of Twitter and then all this other kind of stuff and... And does maybe yeah. the watch help relieve that somewhat? It's it's kind of funny. I don't have Twitter on my watch. I I don't use yeah. it there. Um, and I, like for messages, I'll just answer the messages and they're quick and easy. Yeah. But yes, for Twitter, I'll get sucked into a Twitter loop because my thought process is that if you've sent me a message on Twitter, mm -hmm. and and that's very kind and thoughtful for you to do that and takes time out of your your day, it is only right for me to reply to you. So if I get like, you know, something big happens or someone something really popular and I get like 60 replies, I will reply to every single one of the wow. 60 replies. And I get kind of stuck in this like Twitter, like, yeah. like vortex of, um, you know, politess. 
Uh, but I don't mind that, so that's why I only go to Twitter when I have a few moments to be able to do that. And if not, you know, I'm just in and out. I I tweet in like like you know every ten hours. So like I'll re- if you reply, I'll reply to you in like ten hours. Right, right. <laughs> Which is funny cool when I tweeted at you for this. Yeah, I didn't hear back, and I was like, oh, I shouldn't have even <laughs> asked or whatever. And then like I got a tweet like it was late, I think, or something. I was like, oh, it's hours was it? after. Uh, it maybe could... it was just a long time after. I was like, what in the world? Yeah. So, well, that explains that explains the mystery. Um, right, right. I will say, uh, yeah, Twitter on the watch is not good. Um, no way. But I do uh, want to say, Twitterific is the only way you can tweet from the watch. Um, so I put that on the watch for no notifications or to check the timeline, but to actually dictate tweets uh, in Twitterific, which is pretty cool. So, huh. yeah, just want to throw that because I wanted to tweet uh, the other day, and I had my phone in the other room, and I'm like. I don't want to get, because then the same thing, if you go to tweet something, then you're going to check it a bunch. Uh, right. So I put Twitterific on the watch, dictated a tweet, and, and I was off. So uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, so good on Twitterific for that. And I'm hoping Tweetbot uh, will update for that soon, too. Jim, what do you, I mean, do you find uh, the watch helps you be less distracted or more, or what has been your experience? No, I, I love it. I think it's great because it, it uh, basically takes everything that only takes a few seconds on the phone and kind of pulls it onto my wrist. And uh, so it's it's quick response. There's nothing that you kind of linger doing on the on the watch. And I think that that's I think it's great. Um, uh, so that convenience is really, really great for me. And so being able to just, you know, acknowledge something that's come through as a notification and then dismiss it. Uh, I love that to be able to do it on the yeah. watch. And I, too, have this uh, iPhone 6 Plus. So I you know, the larger screen, it's, it's in my pocket, or if, even if it's not, if it's sitting on the desk, it's great to not have to be so tied to it or to do, to use it for the things that only take a few seconds, as opposed to a few minutes, right. To use. And the, where the phone can also kind of take, suck you in and you get kind of distracted you do other things as well. In addition to respond to that notification, uh, the watch doesn't do that. The watch keeps you kind of isolated to that one thing and then, you know, you, you dismiss it or you respond to it and then you're done and right. you move on. So uh, I think I think in that sense, it does help to kind of uh, minimize the length of the distractions mm-hmm. uh, um, and, and you know, it makes it a little yeah. more manageable um, uh, for, for me at least. So, yeah, so yeah I, I actually think it, it, it's, it's great at doing that. Uh, and the, I've heard it, I've heard it said, you know, the, you know, while you, t- it, you, you, work on your laptop when you have hours of work to do, you, you, you grab your smartphone when you have minutes of stuff to do. And then the, the watch kind of fits in this spot, this really great spot where things like glances and notifications only take seconds to do. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. I think that that's a great, um, example of like the way to use what the watch is good at and what it is there for. If you need to like send out like like emails and that you're not gonna you shouldn't be using your watch. No. That's not for, what it's there right. for. Right, exactly. You know, and exactly. I think that that's why Leo was a little bit more unhappy with it was that you know he was wanting to be able he wants a, a longer interaction with it, which I think that the watch is gonna get better at as we get more third party applications that have had more time to make better with. Right. Um, but yeah. I like the fact that it's like quick and easy and it's separates me from my technology. Yeah. Um, so if you want more of your technology, this is just, it's just a conduit. You know, this is like the little tiny shuttlecraft to your your spaceship. If you're going to go into battle, mm-hmm. you're going to take the spaceship. <laughs> this is just a shuttlecraft. Yeah. Like with the iPhone, when we saw it introduced, you know, multi-touch and the accelerometer and technologies like that were exciting when the iPhone first came out. But even just now, like with Research Kit and some of the apps, only now are we seeing some even deeper use cases, like where you can blow into the microphone of your phone and it can, you know, 
register what kind of uh, the, your asthma. Like they have the apps for that, or uh, even you know with tremors on the touch screen, it can it can measure a tremor using multi-touch on the phone. And I feel like in that sense, technologies even eight years ago that were cool, but now they're showing like real purpose. I think it's going to be the same thing with a watch. I think it's introducing technologies um, that are cool things like force touch and having a device like this on your wrist all the time. It's it has cool features now, but I think again, you give it a f- years. And it's really going to show some maturity and, and show some usefulness. Um, you know, one thing too, I mean, Apple Pay for me is still magical on the watch. I don't know how often you guys have gotten to do it, but uh, I used it on my 6 Plus, obviously, uh, a lot. But uh, sometimes I found it, it didn't work. I pulled my phone away too fast or it, the Touch ID wasn't perfect. Uh, so I've had to do it again. But like Apple Watch or Apple Pay on the watch is just ridiculous. I mean, and every time I do it, either the people at Walgreens or... Uh, if I go through the drive-thru or something, they, it, it dumbfounds them every time. Uh, so I feel like something like that is, is pretty cool. And obviously, they haven't seen Android Wear doing that because it's like a first time. They say, I've never seen anything like that. So I feel like that's another positive. But Yeah, yeah I think that's a good point, Stephen. Um, and if you couple that with the fact that um, you know some 3,500 apps came out with developers who did not have watches to test right, it on, right. um, that's pretty impressive, that alone. And so to think about how the improvements and the optimizations they're going to be able to make and then leveraging, now that they have the hardware, uh, leveraging that hardware to its full potential, I think there's some really exciting things down the road. Well, you guys are going to make me cry because... <laughs> Um, unfortunately, I'm in Canada and we have no Apple Pay here. Oh, that's right. So I I'm have so been sorry. waiting to be able to use Apple Pay on uh, my watch. Yes. And <laughs> no, I, I forgot been about able that. To yet. I know so, the same thing with Renee because he doesn't. We, we have we have all the NFC chips. We have everything already ready for Apple Pay here. Right. Like I've been able to. I can take my credit card and just tap it and right. be able to pay. So we're already set up. Huh. And there's no Apple Pay here at all. Not watch, not at all. Uh, I'm so sorry. So very sad. I'm very sad. I'm waiting. Well, one day it will be a magical experience. For well, you. I'm so happy that you guys are enjoying it so much. It was cool. And, uh, it is really cool. And even like uh, Joanna Stern in her review of the watch, she said, you know, one of the coolest experience was she went for a run, left her phone at home. She had Bluetooth headphones. So she was able to listen to her music from the watch, no other devices on her run. She went to Whole Foods, bought something with her Apple Watch with Apple Pay, and was able to go back home. And like that, just whole thing was very freeing and a cool experience. So, see, I didn't know that you could also use Apple Pay from your watch without your phone oh, yeah. within the uh, thirty feet. Yeah, no, you, actually, huh. you don't even need to have your phone with you, right, Stephen? Right, you can, not at all. It's it's funny I, because I'm, I, I'm even more upset now. Because <laughs> when I, <laughs> when I, so amazing. we better stop talking about Apple Pay. Amazing. We want to keep Georgia on this <laughs> no, on, on this podcast. It's totally, it's it just makes life so much easier. I hate yeah. having to take out my credit card and find things. So, yeah. well, anyway, it will work without your phone because when you set up your your watch, your all your passbook stuff moves over. If you notice, like your Starbucks stuff or whatever, but app, no Apple Pay cards are set up even when you pair with your phone. And you have to pair each card with the watch separately as you would as if it were a, a new phone. And mm-hmm. uh, the watch information is stored on the secure element on the watch. Uh, That's so, correct, yeah. So the phone can be you know across the country and you can still use Apple Pay. So, uh, well, hopefully you get to experience that soon, uh, Georgia. Sorry about that. Yeah, no, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. It's my hardship. It's my hardship. I think it's also going to be interesting. You know, obviously, I don't think a lot of, you know, teenagers and younger people have Apple Watches just yet as they just came out. But uh, it was a bizarre experience for me. I went to a, um, a flute convention. My wife plays flute. 
And um, at this flute convention, it was basically all teenage girls, like between the ages of 12 and, and 17. And I thought I was a pretty techie person. And when I was at this convention, seeing these young ladies use their iPhones and smartphones, it just boggled my mind. Like the speed at which they do things and how they use the devices is totally different than, than how I do it. And it really took me back. So I'm, I'm going to be real curious how younger age demographics uh, interact with the watch. And maybe digital touch will be more of, and like sending heartbeats and stuff like that will be more, uh, I don't awesome. know, useful to them. Yeah. Yeah, I have a feeling that'll take a while because I think that the price points for the watch are just a little bit out of their range. And so it's going to have to be a really special event or occasion or Christmas or whatever, yeah. you know, a special holiday for them to be able to get it. Um, it's not to say that I don't think they'll, they'll want it. Um, you know, I mean, my, my daughter, when she, when I got mine, she was, she was kind of peeking over going, so what does it do? And she was yeah, curious yeah, yeah. As to, and played around with it for a little bit. And so she's d definitely interested in it just because she loves her iPhone. Uh, so I think that halo effect will happen. Uh, mm -hmm. I just think it may be, you know, some time before, you know, either whether the price points come down or just, there's just more attainable at, at key times or seasonal times is when they'll be able to get a hold of it. So, Georgia, I know you're, you're so up on the watch, so I'm curious, you know, obviously third-party apps and there are other things that could be fixed. Well, what is it that bothers you about the watch that you wish were different right now? There, there are a few things that, that bug me um, about the watch. It is a little bit difficult to interface with Siri. So, yeah. um, like, I'll say, you know, I'll lift up the watch and I'll be like, hey, Siri, you know, call this. And so... Like, I think that what the watch doesn't do everything, which is fine with me, but what it does, it should do well. Yeah. And the only way for me to make a phone call if I'm, say, like driving and I, I don't want to use my Bluetooth is to be able to do that. And so I think that that should get a little bit better, how to call up yeah. Siri without having to double press, which you can do as well. But the cool part is me being able to talk to my watch and it just kind of replies. Right. Um, and so I think that that's good. And I think that they have to work on the accuracy of the, here, I'm going to try it, um, the photoplethysmography uh, on wow. the watch so that it's a little bit more accurate, which, again, in time, they'll be able to, you know, figure that out so yeah. that it's a little bit of a better algorithm. Because if I am working out and, you know, it, and it says that I wasn't working out, it, it does bug me a yeah, little. Well, so yeah. I was like, no, really, I should get that. <laughs> little achievement where's my little gold right. five minute achievement where's my parade yeah <laughs> i know i want that i will say and and that kind of puts people like you know you end up getting this negative effect when you interact with something expect something and then don't get it right so one of the when i wrote the review for apple insider one of my biggest pain points was was siri because i was very excited about to use hey siri without having yeah. to to start anything you know it works on the phone when it's plugged into power, but when you have the iPhone 6 Plus, that never happens during the day because uh, no. the battery lasts all day. So I was looking forward to that. And that was the one thing, uh, you know, it, it works maybe 60% of the time for me. Right. And it seems like if you're in an app or something, it, it doesn't work. Uh, like the yeah, Hey Siri has to be on watch It's face. something strange. Like, so one, for a tip for everyone, if you're trying to use it, you want to first turn on your watch before you say Hey Siri. So you want to lift right. it up, see the your you know right, watch face or right. if you have it onto whatever application is playing and then you start speaking and say right. hey siri um and you have to then catch it in enough time that it's still on right well that's so because if it turns off in the middle of you saying it yes. you have to restart as well well and what i did when i first when i was trying to do it first i would say hey siri i would wait for it to give me the tactic feedback and then i would start talking 
But that pause, it would always cut off what I was trying to say. <laughs> and it was very frustrating because yeah. I'm like, yeah. you just told me to speak. <laughs> like, you just tapped me. Why did you stop? Uh, yeah. So I found it, it works best. Like, how I noticed how they do it in all the demos. Like, when Kevin Lynch demoed it on stage, you just say, hey, Siri, and you just talk. Like, you don't even, I don't even don't pause. pause. I don't right. even pause anymore. And it, it doesn't even, Siri hadn't, it hasn't even come up yet, but I'm telling yeah. it what to do. Yeah. And somehow it catches up. Like it catches yeah, up. Yeah, it makes me feel worried though, because I'm always worried that here yeah. I am talking, and, <laughs> and no one's listening to you. me. You know, yeah. I like to know that Siri's like listening. <laughs> it's yeah, almost yeah, like yeah, having yeah, a conversation yeah. with someone. Like, are you listening to me? Is there a deeper issue talking. there, in Georgia? No, I'm just you gonna do this? For <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and well, and, and that's why I love you know. I see, well, at least Siri on the phone, especially when you want to send a message, it'll say, "Are you ready to send?" Uh, or it'll you know it could read it back to you if you need it to. And that's something I, I, I miss that on the watch, uh, you know, because just to send a message, you still can't do it with only voice. You do have to tap the screen to send it um, yes. and you can't go back or anything. So the Siri was my biggest pain point, I think, because I was most looking forward to it uh, on the phone. Plus, but, it's one of the main ways in which you interface with the watch. Yes. And especially like trying to tap an app like on the app home screen, if you have a ton of them, <laughs> can be a pain. But yeah. Siri can launch them really well. So a lot of times I'll say, hey, Siri, launch Overcast, and it goes right to it. And that's You see, but I forget the names of my applications. Yeah, so. yeah. And I did, right? I, like, I understand some of them, you know you know just what they are, like launch Sazam or something. But right. some of them I'm like, I don't, like, you know, what do I call that one? I don't right, know. Right, And I, I was, a, I used Pocket Casts uh, as an app, but I've been using Overcast because it's the only one with a watch app. So right. for the first couple of times, I would say, Siri, launch Pocket Cast, and it wouldn't do anything. I'd get mad at it, <laughs> but it's because it's, it's not on the watch. Uh, so I think it needs to work. I also think, you know, the glances, uh, some of them are pretty useful, but uh, Jim, I Which love Which are the this. ones that you find useful? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I loved, uh, you know, I almost find them more useful as shortcuts to the apps that I want to use. Because um, like the dark, I love the Dark Sky app on the watch. So I would almost use the glance as a shortcut to get to it because you can just tap the glance and launch it um, because the glance itself would take a while to load and it wouldn't be useful, but it's useful as a shortcut. Um, and, and Jim, being a UX designer, I was curious if you had any thoughts on this, but I find like I have some glances here, like I have a CNN uh, headline app. I have my calendar glance, so I see my next event. And uh, again, some of them are nice, but like to navigate it, if you're on the far right glance and you want to get all the way to the left, yeah. you look like a crazy person just like frantically waving your hand on the watch, uh, trying mm -hmm. to scroll through them all. So I I feel like, uh, one, yes, they could be improved, but two, there needs to be a better way to actually access them quickly or, or, or shuffle through them quickly. Because like the, the notification center on the iPhone, when you have widgets, you know, you have a big screen, you can see multiple widgets at a time. It's not that much work to scroll up and down through your widgets, but for the glances, it can be... Kind of a pain in the neck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I, 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 um, I limit my glances to just five screens. So, um, I yeah. told myself after using it for the first couple of weeks, or no, it hasn't been a couple of weeks. First, you know, you know, five or six days, uh, I decided, you know what, this is not helpful for me to go to the bottom, you know, swipe up and having to go. Okay, is it the seventh one, eighth one, tenth one? I mean, yeah. and having to swipe back and forth to find it. So, I decided, you know what, four or five, maybe max six you know glances that i kind of in have over time keep them the same order and then i'll i'll know where they are and not to have more than that so yeah. i don't i don't um i my tendency right now and this may change is not to place um 
uh, a lot of apps down there as far as glances are concerned, but access the apps themselves if I want um, the information. Mm-hmm. And then just keeping the bare minimum of, of being able to, you know, uh, put my watch to, to, to sleep or to, um, you know, to not disturb. Or um, I do have the move, rather the, uh, you Activity. Know, the move rings on yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, and then controls to my, to my, to the music, if I have a podcast, uh, right. playing on it. So right. I just limit it to those few things so that uh, it's manageable to me. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's actually talking about like, like playing things off of your watch. That's the one thing that I was, uh, quite disappointed. And I had expected that I would be able to like stream the music from my phone and have it play on my watch. Um, like I, I assumed that I had to be within range because it's actually going to be stored upon my phone. Right. But just like listening to a phone call and I can hear it on my watch, I thought that I could do that with music as well. Um, and I was sad when I'm like, oh, great, I'm going to play some music. And I'm like, wait, but it's not coming through the cruddy watch, you know. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's <laughs> not. System. I'm like, why is that not? That yeah. cannot happen. I'm and like, I want it to stream. My son was uh, playing with it and he hit the now playing play button and my phone was like in the other room and it started talking because the right. podcast was it was on there i was like what in the world and right. I, you know i didn't realize so it's right that is so a little you have bizarre to use your headphones if you want some bluetooth headphones and then it will play right. on the headphones but right. correct. correct and i yeah. guess how often would you want it to play on your watch i just i do i don't know it's just it's a it's a weird like it's a degree of removal from like you're pressing play on the watch and it's playing something else yeah uh, yeah so I, I i totally get that I also I was listening to you again on Twit, and I thought it was funny how you do not like the Mickey uh, clock face. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. I do not. I don't either. I do not. You don't either. either. No. Is it not alone? <laughs> because it was like every Apple person was paid to say they like the Mickey watch face. I mean, Kevin Lynch said it in everything, and I think Tim Cook said it. And I'm like, you, you, listen, you don't all like it. <laughs> One of you is lying. <laughs> you don't all like the Mickey Watch face. Uh, so yeah. I, I totally get that. But someone yesterday asked me, like, hey, have you tried the Mickey Watch face? I was like, no, but I'll, let me try it. I'll show you. And it was like 4 p.m., like 4.40 or something like that. And when I went to the Mickey Watch face, it was just a garble of limbs. Like his two arms were down by his feet, <laughs> and you can't see anything. You can't see what numbers they're pointing to. And I'm like, this is the t- most worst watch ever. It just it blocks the entire view of the numbers. So, I- I'm with you, George. I don't, I don't get the, the Mickey watch face. Yeah, he's he's just not. He, it's just not, not my thing. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, he, I guess he, he's. I guess he's cute. I don't know. No, he's not even cute. I, my watch, my wife. I'm sorry. My wife lo- likes the Mickey watch face, and I'm sorry. Uh, but that, but there's all there's there's one reason why she loves Disney. So yeah, she's yeah. She, you know she she would work you know she would retire and work at Disney if she could, and uh, so I think that that affinity to Disney just you know gives her you know reason to to like the watch face. But yeah, I'm I'm with you both. I. I, I don't find it. I mean, I'm more a little more utilitarian as far as I want to see additional information, too. And so some of the other watch faces just seem to lend themselves a little better to the way I want to see things. Um, yeah. And uh, I mean, it's cute. It's uh, it's something to, I guess, show off for a moment, but not to yeah. have as my per- my, my uh, permanent watch face. And when, when yeah, I discovered which watch faces do you each use? Right, that was, that was my next question. I, I do like the fact that you can delete wa- clock faces totally. It's like the Mickey doesn't even show up when I try to really? choose a watch face. You can really? You can swipe up and oh. delete them. So, <laughs> ah. I mean, you can literally swipe and delete all the ones that are stock and just have your customized ones, which I've done. So that that's nice when you want to switch to just the ones that you like. I liked the motion for a while, uh, just the jellyfish because it looked pretty. Um, I did I did have the jellyfish for a little while yeah. as well. And I liked the uh, the astronomy with the globe. 
Um, yeah. I think that looks very really good. Cool. So I use those when uh, I'm not needing a lot of information. Um, I like the the utility a lot. Um, basically just the hands and the dashes. But uh, I work in the travel industry, so it's nice having a world clock so I can have Middle Eastern time on there. Mm-hmm. And um, I have my next event. So I like the utility most of the time. And uh, when I have a lot of events during a day, I like the modular to have the next event big in the middle of the screen. Um, yeah, yeah, that's the one thing I like. I like the utility because of that, because you can have, you know, what is your next thing that's on your list right on your wrist, so you're not going to forget it. Right. Um, yeah, I, 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 I agree with you on that. I also like, um, I was dressed up a little bit the other day, and um, I went with the simple clock face, and I stripped everything off of it, and it just has the hands, and they're white. So when I lift my watch, it's, it stayed as a completely black face, with just the second minute and hour hand in white, and I thought that was pretty pretty. Slick. So it looks really stylish, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very so. chic. I just wouldn't know what time it was all the time. Yeah, I needed to die. I didn't care. I, was, I just wanted <laughs> to look cool. Is it seven? Is it eight? I don't know. It could yeah, be it's, it's somewhere. It's something. Yeah, I, I've no. I don't know how to tell time. I guess. Um, but Jim, what do you like to use? Oh my gosh, Stephen! I don't. I don't know. I have much to offer here because it's exactly what you said is almost exactly how I. <laughs> okay. How I uh, how I use my watch. So I love utility. That's probably where I'm. Uh, I'm at about you know 70% of the time. Yeah. I'll switch over to modular if I want to see what's next right up front. Um, usually when I'm working, um, those are the two I use. And then if yeah. I'm if it's casual, I'm out and about. I might switch over to like the jellyfish, or I might switch over to yeah. um, um, the uh, the globe one or right. the astronomy one. But yeah, um, yeah very yeah. similar use cases yeah. uh, as far as I'm concerned uh, with what you do. I was a little disappointed in myself. I thought I would love to be able to use the analog clock faces more often. And I just can't tell the time quick enough for my tastes. Like huh, when I when I want to tell when I want because yeah, yeah. I, I was not a watch wearer well, previously. You. That's why you have the watch to think for you. Oh, they, that's yeah. very true. No, it's true. No, no, I know, I know. Calculate. Right, right, and it's I was not a watch wearer previously, so I just had I was not been used to uh, you know seeing analog, you know hands. So uh, so I like seeing the digital ones when I just really need to get things done. I guess you know. But, wow, uh, that's interesting. Yeah, I did grow up with watches, so I, I, I do, I can kind of read them relatively quickly. But, uh, right, right. and so I do prefer them because just from growing up, I just, right. you know, love some of the, you know, analog watches that I've had and um, Cartier and some other ones. But uh, uh, so I, I like them. I, yeah, I yeah, prefer yeah. that. And that's the one I, I have the most. And then I'll switch over to the kind of straightforward utility one when, uh, when uh, or sorry, not utility, but the modular one yeah. uh, when I just want the data in front of me. Yeah. Well, Georgia, how about you? What do you keep it on? So I started off, I was really excited with the butterflies. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's a, it's very cool. But I was so excited. Yeah. You're going to have a butterfly. It's going to flutter. Yeah. Um, I was I was upset that every time you raise your hand, it's a different butterfly, which it was cool <laughs> and sad at the same time. You I want a like, consistency. I don't like this butterfly. I'm yeah. going to lower my hand and raise it again so I get the butterfly <laughs> that I want. Um, and so I was with a butterfly at first, and then I went to the jellyfish I tried the flowers for a little while. They didn't interest me. The jellyfish were kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and now I was on the utility at first, but I could not change the colors to what I wanted it to be. <laughs> yeah, it's And not, so now, yeah. yeah, it's just, yeah. You're limited. Oh, it's just the second hand, right, that you can change the color on, I yeah. believe, on right. the utility one? And the That's date, right. date number. So what are you on now? So now I'm using color. So yes, I end yes. up getting to choose four different um, accessories to that, things that are going to be on the watch face as well. Yeah, yeah. I so like I that. have like the battery life of my phone, temperature, uh, a time in another location, my activity monitor, and a stopwatch, 
which is great because yeah. you can click on all of those and they open the applications. So that's just my quick open the application that I may need to want to open anyways without right. having to find it on my watch or use Siri. Yeah. And on the, uh, I think the latest talk show Goober was talking about, it'd be nice if when there's like, if you have an event complication or if you have a timer complication on the watch, when it's just showing zeros or when there's no event, like it would either just disappear or say something else. Because like some will just say no events. And it's like, well, I don't, it's kind of ugly to have on a clock face to just say right, no, no right. events. So. Right, you, and you might not want anyone to know that you're not busy because, you know, they'd be, you'd be <laughs> like, true. do you want to go out? And you'd be like, no, <laughs> I don't want to. They're like, but there's no event on your watch. Like, oh, <laughs> exactly. Totally. It's a I just didn't mark it down. <laughs> instant uh, accountability. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. And thing with the motion one, too, I had it on the jellyfish for a while, and I, I wanted to show people, yeah. you know, like, hey, check this out. And, but when I would pull my watch up, like, it would take so long for the jellyfish to appear yeah. and uh, to float <laughs> around. Just, like they're, they're hiding. Yeah, they would get disinterested, and they'd be like, yeah, okay, whatever. You know, so, yeah. no, it's cool. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't it's a butterfly. They appear almost immediately. Yeah. Well, I didn't, I, I don't know. I felt funny <laughs> with a butterfly on my wrist. Um, my kids like to uh, do uh, rotate the globe and stuff with the, um, with the uh, digital crown, though, on the astronomy one. Is, I, am I the only one that tried to zoom in? I tried to zoom in because I'm it like, shows your location, so it looks like a map. You yeah, know, like, I'm like, like, let's get closer. I was all that was like, yeah. if if I could zoom in onto the globe, that would yeah. be it for me. There have been a couple of times where I try to zoom in on something and nothing, and it just doesn't. Like I yeah, expected to. Like, nope. Right, and like, well, even <laughs> yeah, when you're on like the app screen, I was hoping you could zoom in farther so all the app things are bigger, but it eventually just launches an app. If you just yeah. keep zooming in and I'm like, well, I, I just want them all bigger. Like, I don't care if I have to scroll more. I just want them bigger so I can see them better. But anyway. Right. Yeah. So anyway, all right. Well, Georgia, thank you so much uh, for joining us. Where can people find you if they want more? Uh, you can find me on imore.com. Um, and also um, you can find me on Twitter. It's at Georgia underscore Dow. Very cool. And Jim, where can uh, people find you? I'm on Twitter as well. Uh, uh, Jim Young. Uh, they can reach me there and um, communicate that way. All right. Well, thank you guys so much. 